Welcome to the Mold Matters Podcast. Whether you are looking for help recovering from mold illness or just want to learn more about creating a safe environment for your family, this podcast is the place for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast, another episode of the Mold Matters Podcast. I am your co-host, Jeremy Evans, and I'm alongside my co-host and very good friend. Uh, this is Mike Adams. Um, we also have with us um, as a guest, we're thrilled to have a, a great personal friend and a friend of Pure Maintenance, our, our business, uh, Tom Landon-Smith from Australia. So I'm going to turn it back over to Jeremy, and, and he's going to do a little bit of an introduction. Yeah, so today we thought we'd do something a little different. We do this occasionally where we invite a guest on who's had some experience with mold illness. And uh, Tom Landon-Smith has agreed to share a little bit more of his story. Um, he went through uh, quite the ups and downs and, and many years, lots of toil, sweat, tears, illness um, to get where he's at today. But we thought we'd bring on um, Tom because we know a lot of our listeners are, first of all, mold sick, second of all, and, and to offer them hope. And also to offer maybe some ideas as they listen to your experience, Tom, they can glean some some tidbits from what you've gone through. Second of all, I, I think there's this all mold remediation re remediators nationwide, worldwide, I think are kind of on this little this little propaganda journey to to help the world know how how bad mold really is, how it can really cause a lot of sicknesses and illnesses. We say this a lot, but we run into so many people just in our small, even even small communities around us here in Utah where they are sick, they cannot figure it out. And it's so much more common than anyone realizes. Um, and so I think just this awareness piece of making sure people know that mold can be a thing, even if you don't see anything in your home, um, there's a, a huge percentage of people who have no visible signs of mold in their home but they're sick from mold. And, and that's part of Tom's story as well. So welcome to the podcast, Tom. Thanks, Jeremy and Mike. Um, it's delightful to be here. I've been in the States now for four weeks. I've got one week left before I have to head back to Aussie jail. <laughs> and um, and I must say, it's a pleasure. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you in person because we've had a lot of chats over Zoom um, after I set up Pure Maintenance Australia as a license, first licensee in Australia for pure maintenance. Um, and I'll get to the reason behind why I had to do that. Basically, I was forced into doing that. Okay, now hang on. Before before you get too far into it, Tom, <laughs> I got to throw this one out. I know where this is headed. Yeah, so Australia, the only place where they put you right in the middle of mold. Because <laughs> we that? spell sure. mold, M-O-U-L-D. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for the Aussies out there listening, um. In America, mold is spelled M-O-L-D. I should say they do it in England as well. So it's not the only place, but it's one of the only places. <laughs> we are, we're, the, we're the only ones lazy enough to not put a U in there, right? <laughs> so yeah, Tom, Carrie, let's hear your story. I, I know it's yeah. a long one. Hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully this won't be the longest <clears throat> podcast we've ever had, but I want to hear your story. And, 
we'll pitch in when we feel well, necessary. That's okay. I've got a plane to catch in five days, so <laughs> we won't be that long. Um, all right. So I, if I start from the start, I grew up in a mouldy house, um, probably moved in there when I was nine. Didn't even know about it. I only realize now because my parents are still there and it's it's horrendous. Wow. And I have symptoms when I walk in there of the more allergic type responses. So the runny nose, the itchy eyes, the sneezing, mm-hmm. feel like I got a cold. Is it mold or is it a cold? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um and and um so I grew up in that. I had a sore throat every day of my life. I just remember that was just normal. Um I was probably the fittest kid in school, one of the fittest kids my age. I was a cross-country skier um, and I was on our national cross-country ski team, um, junior team from sort of age 14 into seniors um, and I retired from cross-country skiing at age 24, having been to three world championships and just missed out on the Lillehammer Winter Olympics. Um, but I got, I actually got chronic fatigue at the age of 18 in my last year of school, 17 or 18. I remember going for a run training after school. And this is that point where I was what I like to call bulletproof until I wasn't. So up to that age, I was fit, fit, healthy, I guess, except I used to get tonsillitis three or four times a year. I'd grown up on antibiotics from, from day dot, um, from age zero, um, and yeah, I just remember going for this run and I felt exhausted and I lay on the ground and my pulse was still going at 130 beats a minute for half an hour. Yeah. And then I dragged myself home and I basically slept all year doing my last year of school. And dad took me from doctor to doctor to doctor, giving me more different antibiotics. And finally he took me to a naturopath who said, um, let's try not, not eating as much sugar. Cause I ate, I would eat the equivalent of 10 bowls of Cheerios and honey and, and brown sugar a day. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem outrageous to me at all. <laughs> and that, and Red that, Bull didn't exist back then, Mike. And that doesn't sound like the Tom we know today. That's for no, sure. No, except on that bad day I had. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 <laughs> so let me, Tom, yeah. just real quick. I don't want to get sidetracked too much, but yeah. did the antibiotics do anything for the sore throat? No. Yeah. No. They did nothing. Yeah. Um, it just kept coming back. Eventually, I had my tonsils out at probably age 19, and I still had the sore throat. And that's when, you know, this naturopath suggested to not eat as much sugar. And I was feeling much better in two days. And then I was able to train again and continue my ski career. But I never felt that bulletproof again. Like, you know, bulletproof is where you can stay up late, you can eat whatever you like, you can do whatever you like, it's no problem. You don't realise there's any any yeah. issue. And that's the case with the mould, like you mentioned at the start, Jeremy. You can be living in mould and feel bulletproof, like it's not affecting you. You, yeah. you. you have no idea and you're like, ah, it's all in your head. Like my parents still say to me, it's all in my head. Really? Yeah. So after you've, you know, I've heard people talk mm-hmm. about being sensitised. Yep. Is is that the opposite of bulletproof? Once you've yep. lost your bulletproof vest, are you yeah. now sensitized? Yeah. Once now you, you have a, a, a target on your, on your <laughs> you vest. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, look, you, you, I, that was nine, 18, 19 years old. Um, I finished ski racing, went and studied mechanical engineering 
mechanical engineering, became an engineer, worked in a remote part of Queensland called Mount Isa um, in a copper um, lead and, um, and zinc mine. And then we, my wife and I, Alina and I, decided to set up our own business, organising sporting events, because we also, we from cross-country skiing, we sort of got into adventure racing. Um, so we were adventure racing, doing different adventure races around the world. We set up this business in 2003, organising little adventure races, some mountain bike <clears throat> races and a 100-kilometre trail running event. And, um, and we were doing... We've done a couple of international races, including the Eco Challenge put on by Mark Burnett, who started Survivor and still owns the Survivor series. Mm -hmm. yep. They were fantastic. Um, and then we we're doing this, we did a couple of races called the Primal Quest. The first one of them was in, that we did was Lake Tahoe in 2003, and we were second in that. And then the next one, the following year, was in Washington State, and we were in that, and we were leading the race three days in with another Aussie team and um, and we're up on top of this peak at a checkpoint and we're in a, tr a really bad accident where the other, we were scouting the way out of this terrible, chossy, loose gully to get to the next checkpoint and the team, the other team pulled the boulder out of the top of the cliff right next to the checkpoint oh, no. and it went right through. Alina moved out. Alina was in the team. They're teams of four. Um, she moved out of the way of the boulder and then it, it flew over the top of my head. I was down a little drop in the gully and it cleaned up my teammate right in front of me. Oh. And um, and then it was a year and a half after that in 2006 that I got Graves' disease. Um, I'd actually had all my, I'd forgotten this, but a month before getting the onset of Graves' disease, I'd had all my travel shots to go to another race in Laos and Bolivia. And and I know you've talked about that bucket analogy. Um, you know, I've had the antibiotics, I've had crook guts, crook meaning bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah. if that means the same yeah. for you guys. Um, I've had the traumatic accident. I've had, you know, yeah. busy work stress. Um, we, were, we were under stress doing adventure racing and then had that, you know, final toxicity from the travel vaccines. And my bucket overflowed. So I got Graves' disease. Um, and then I was a mess. I did normal medical treatment, which is taking a drug to suppress the thyroid. Um, um, and then that didn't work. So after 18 months to two years, they gave me radioactive iodine, which the endocrinologist told me was such a small dose, it would do nothing. There was no side effects. He, that endocrinologist then retired. He was, he was sick himself. And the next endocrinologist said to me, oh, you've had radioactive iodine. We've got to check your thyroid readings every six months because your thyroid will eventually burn out and oh you won't have word. a thyroid. And, and, and I looked shocked. <clears throat> and he said to me, oh, didn't, didn't such and such tell you that? And I said, no. He said there was no side effects. Anyway, wow. I've saved my thyroid. Um, but in the meantime, after having that, I was choking on all my food, which was quite not not choking but that feeling like you're getting things yeah. stuck in your throat that's that's quite an anxious feeling i was waking up at 2 a.m most nights feeling like i couldn't get oxygen couldn't breathe even though i could breathe my heart's working but i just felt starved of oxygen and this went on for uh, 
well, well over a year. And, you know, I was ang- that creates anxiety. So I was anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just desperate. And a friend of mine is the half sister of a guy that owned an amazing um, biological medical clinic uh, in Switzerland called the Paracelsus Clinic. And she said to me, why don't you go there? So I went there for three weeks, not realizing that you can't get well in three weeks after a life, a life long journey right. of illness. And, you know, I felt great there because there's all sorts of beautiful infusions and stuff. And I left there feeling worse. Um, and then I tried different dietary interventions. And then I came across Dr. Pomper, who's been on this podcast and is good friends with, it, with, with all of us. And I started working with him one on one in 2017. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ever near being bulletproof. Within five months, I was back to, I like to say that he made me feel like Tarzan again. I was back to feeling bullet, that bulletproof feeling again. It was amazing. Yeah. And I've actually got notes from working with him where I, I've written down next time I speak to him, tell him how good I feel. Like I feel the best I have in my life. And how can I help other people not have to go through what I have? And if they do feel like I, I did, how to get out of it. So um, I became a health coach and started working working with him. Um, but in the meantime, we, we also moved house from our capital city, Canberra, to Jindabyne in the Snowy Mountains. And, you know, I was feeling great, fantastic. Moved into this house. I remember about two to three weeks after living in this house, um, well, for, let me back up slightly. You do a building inspection. So we had a building inspection done. That all passed. But I remember saying to the building inspector, I don't care what you find, just I don't want any mould. <laughs> just yeah. find, I don't want mould. If there's mould, find it. And he said, no, nah, it's clear. It's all dry. There's no mould. So we moved in. There's no smell, um, no sign of mould, nothing. Um, and I got back to where I was three weeks after moving in I was out running and I felt two numb toes on one foot they were just numb and I thought that's odd my my back must be out and um and then very soon after that my feet went tingly my hands went tingly then my legs went tingly my arms went tingly I got heart palpitations my sleep started suffering and I got got exhausted that was all within two months of moving into this Mm. house it's a 22-year-old house. Um, and I messaged Dr. Pomper and he, you know, rightly so, he's one of the main things that we do with Dr. Pomper is remove the source. That's the most critical piece of the puzzle. Um, he said, look, you are fine. You're not fine now. What's changed? You've moved house. We need to yeah. test your house. I didn't really know what to do, but he just interviewed a woman in New Jersey called Caroline Blazowski, the healthy home expert. And so I called her up and worked in with her. She sent me a test. I didn't know what an air quality test was. She sent out a, I think it was called Examinaire. It's just the same yeah. sort of vacuum yeah. pump with the cassettes. I did that, sent them back to her. We had catomium in the house. And it was only one spore per Cubic meter, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But as I know now, that means you need to treat the house. Yeah. Um, but we had, you know, all sorts of others. The total spore count was maybe 6,000 spores per cubic meter. It's a pretty significant. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
So, um, yeah, what had happened was that house was built by an owner builder and, and I've since realized that, you know, he was building that house over a long period of time as he got money off his, off his paid jobs. So it was, you know, would have got it to not to lock up stage for ages. So roofs on, walls are up, but no windows and doors. Yeah. Around. Weather comes And the weather's down. strong down in Jindabyne. And yeah. it would have got our yellow tongue, which is sort of chipboard, flooring wet. And then he's carpeted over that floor. Yeah. He now teaches building at TAFE, or he was. And I'm wow. like, oh. <laughs> building at where? At, at our TAFE colleges. So oh, the building colleges. colleges oh, yeah. okay. Um, so um, now the next step was March 2020. I rang Pure Maintenance under Dr. Pomper's um, suggestion mm-hmm. and spoke to Tony. And I remember thinking, wow, what a lovely company that is. Like, I didn't know she was the owner of, yeah. of Pure Maintenance together with you, Mike. But um, I just thought, she's so friendly. Um, and and I was really impressed. And and the problem was, I didn't, I didn't know anything about mold remediation. Um, I just wanted the problem fixed. Yeah. And... Do you remember that weekend when the NBA shut down with COVID? Uh-huh. It was yeah. like the 20th of March, 2020. Yep. We shut down as well. Yeah. And I'd spoken to Tony the week leading up to that. And so I couldn't get you guys. I was going to pay anything for you to fly I out. I remember that. Yeah. Um, we, we just couldn't get there. Couldn't yeah. get there. And that was it. So I didn't have much choice, but um, just start making calls. I spoke to a few building well, biologists. Let me back up a little bit though. Yeah. You you did pay an exorbitant yep. amount yep. to to try to get it fixed the traditional way. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. It was half a yeah. million dollars Australian, which is about two US dollars. Um <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say no, what? <laughs> no, no, it's about maybe four hundred thousand yeah. US. Yeah. But you know, we did a renovation in that process and put double this house had no insulation. Mm. It in its favor, it was very much open. Like there was gaps. Right. If you yeah. talk of airflow through the house, there was it probably great. Yeah. Yeah. There was probably a whole door of gap <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Um, so we did traditional remediation with with guys with air scrubbers and containments, and um, had the builders in. Um, the uh, that whole process took well from over a year. And it wasn't bad while everything was open. My symptoms had definitely tapered down. I was also doing a mold protocol using binders and I actually tried the Richie Shoemaker cholestyramine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was feeling okay until we closed the house up properly again. And then then my symptoms came straight back, straight back. And so I spoke to Dr. Pomper and he said, I told you, <laughs> call up pill maintenance. Yeah. And I said, we still can't. We're in Aussie jail. We, people can't get here. Yeah. And Mike, you actually, without going into details, you offered to fly over in that time. And yeah. I, that just blew me away yeah. at what you would have had to do to get there. And um, you are so, that's one thing I wanted to say to people is how legitimate you guys all are and how your your willingness in this whole pure maintenance project is to actually help people. That's, that's your whole goal. 
like it's really I say that really heartfelt um so I took out a license because there was no other option and then we started working together on zoom fixing our house and we had multiple problems it wasn't just mold I think we you know we fixed it very early on um but we also had leaking toilets we had four bathrooms two had been renovated two hadn't been renovated um the two that hadn't been renovated it turned out they were leaking sewer gases mm-hmm. venting sewer gases into the house um yeah so yeah you if i remember right mm. you you did feel immediate relief mm-hmm. after the fog however there were mm-hmm. still some lingering issues yep which and, and, and that happens but you also think thankfully found other issues in the house that you yep. could fix as well like like yep. you mentioned the toilets leaking yep. sewer gas into the house yeah we had multiple issues so um we treated the house a few times and it's it's all fixed now but you know we had the leaking sewer gases and i only picked up on that because while we were while we had the builders renovating the house the plumber every for some reason he would always come in on a friday afternoon and start mucking about with the plumbing underneath Hmm. where the bathrooms and laundry were and he would cut sewer pipes and leave them open without capping them oh wow and i didn't know this but i would get symptoms that weekend sure so straight away i remember that friday night saturday night my hands and feet were tingly heart palpitations sleep was affected all immediately and i would they'd come back in on monday morning and i'd say the builders i don't know what you've done here but i had a shocking weekend and um and sure enough the bill i couldn't smell it but the builders the builder would say i can smell sewer and he'd go downstairs and sure enough there's this venting sewer pipe down in the core space cap that and my symptoms would go like that yeah um so um but yeah anyway thank goodness for you guys because you've fixed my home i i mean i i don't want any insurance companies listening to this but i was ready to stick a pot of boiling stock on the stove and walk away for a week <laughs> and let the house burn down yeah. <laughs> but i don't have yeah. to do that now um but yeah it was it's been quite the journey um quite the journey crazy journey. and 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 it wasn't that fun the first time i fogged you know it was hard i mean you <laughs> would normally go to a new license right. and teach them how to do the process we were doing it on zoom and you know we started and we were fogging and fogging and fogging and we bombed the hell out of the place <laughs> and it, you were waiting for us at home yeah um yeah. i think it was a saturday night well it was yeah it was like i think it was getting close to midnight <laughs> our time but it was midday your time yeah 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 it was it was that was a fun time yeah, that was we, good were experience. Still, we were still going at 6 a.m the next morning yeah. we're glad to have you in person yeah. instead of zoom it's good um yeah. but yeah then the um so that was the first part but then the everpure the second process the everpure process um how long should that have taken me in my house oh, 45 minutes probably about that yeah. 45 minutes yeah how long did i take do you oh, remember more than that six significantly more than that six or eight hours <laughs> I, well that's just that's that's proof of how that you know you think you explained it to somebody pretty well and then you go to bed and then you get woke up like tom's still working on his house that can't be <laughs> i was still going completely my fault 
Well, the thing that got me was make the mirror foggy for 25 seconds. Right. And I'm like, this mirror won't fog up. (laughs) It won't fog up. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I put way too much Everpure on and we were then cleaning up for a couple of weeks. (laughs) There was stickiness everywhere. Yeah. But, but, you know, normally it's not like that. Right. but yeah, how grateful am I that we could fix our well, house? Well, we brought you on here to to say nice things about us, so thanks for doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Um, um, yeah, thanks for saying that. But but so so from start, I mean, from the beginning of your journey till till now, I mean that how many years is that? Oh, uh, from from the mold. Yeah, that was two thousand and end of 2019 that we moved into that house. So yeah, it's a good point to make that when you're in mould, you get trapped. And and as a working as a health coach with the Pompa program, mould's at worst. And yeah. if you if you've if anyone has ever seen Dr. Pompa talk, I've seen him when someone's asked him about mould and he just shakes his head and said, I hate mould. Maybe we have to make peace with mould. I don't know. Yeah. Um but but it's it's awful. People yeah. and you look you just have to look up any Facebook mold group and yeah. it's just full of devastation. It really is. Um it's... and and so it's nice to have that solution. But I mean we need to in Australia, I know there's Australians listening to this, but I would love to I've met some fantastic American people, Cheryl Seiko, who's been on this show, um yeah. an architecture um an architect an arch- architect an architect thank you an architecturalist <laughs> um, and ryan blazer yeah, um terrific. so right now i'm using ryan for homes if i turn up to um assess a home inspect a home and it's you know got rising damp which is an aussie <laughs> thing um you know rivers running through the crawl space water damage, um, stuff that's just a little bit beyond me, I'll get them to consult with Ryan first. Yeah. And he might involve Cheryl. But if in Australia, if anyone out there is can do those sorts of things, please get in touch with us at Pure Maintenance Australia because we need to work together. Um, because I see this, you know, pure maintenance is always part of the solution. However, sometimes we need to do the the we've obviously got to fix the water and we've got to remove the the damaged yeah. building materials and products in the house first before we can really have that success so pure yeah. maintenance is always part of the solution whether you do it first or it's the last step it's got to be done so yeah we need a team of people to yeah. work in with particularly on those tricky yeah and we we're glad to kind of bring you into the the committee so to speak in you know, as we're, I think we're always trying to push the cutting edge and, and find something to do it either better or faster. And I think mm. you've been a part of that. And, and when you go back, we're planning on continuing to stay in touch as we develop the next, you know, best thing. Yeah, fabulous. The next, the cutting edge protocols. So yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing your story, Tom. That's, um, I've actually heard maybe 50% of that. I hadn't heard a, a, all of it though. And <laughs> Um, um, Tom's Tom's become part of the family, yeah. Our personal family and the and the <laughs> pure maintenance family. Tom's Tom's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. The I I already felt like 
I mean, I met you guys for the first time in person at the convention, but mm, you know, that's, yeah. that's my reasons for coming out to the, to the US were to go to the pure maintenance convention, meet you guys, work in with you and get my training finally. <laughs> um, um, work with Dr. Pompa, um, and get dentistry work done. So I just, I actually, three days ago, I had four wisdom teeth removed and one cavitation cleaned out. That's also another massive upstream cause of illness for people. Yeah. But mold is harder because you get trapped. And back to what you were referring to before, yeah. it took that whole journey from the start, end of 2019 to the the start of 2022 so over two years yeah even though we knew about it the tricky thing is you, you when you when you when you're just dabbling around the edge you know you try something and then as dr jeff always says get yourself out of the mold and then get the mold out of you yeah. well you get yourself out of the mold or you think you have yeah. and then you get the mold out of you and that can take two months and then you go well actually i didn't actually get myself out of the mold yeah um, so it's a, it's, it's a really tricky process and you can't just go and burn your house down or go right. stay with a friend or go and stay in a hotel. You get trapped and you can't really, you know, a lot of these people, you can't really sell your home either. Cause no. what do you, no. what do you sell them? Why, why are you selling your home? Uh, it's really moldy and I feel sick and yeah. do you want to buy it? Well, I, that's the <laughs> thing. Like 5% off you, for that. Yeah. Both of you guys and myself would never do that to someone. Correct. Yeah, no. I could never do that. No. Lots of people could though. Um, like we bought it obviously from a family that had been in that home for 10 years. Um, when we found the mold in the floor in our bedroom underneath the carpet, I just thought, you know, there was an ensuite with a bath that was the, the bathroom wasn't well done either. Um, but it was leaking water out over the bath and into the carpet. Mm. Um, and I said to them, did you guys flood the bath, the spa bath? And they said, no. I said, we, you know, there's mold all through that floor in your bedroom, in our bedroom. And they said, no, didn't know about it. And I, I believe them. I believe they're legitimate. But she got Graves disease, which is what I had, living in that house. And he, for 10 years, and he had chronic bronchitis. So they didn't know. They were just getting treated from the doctor. Same treatment I had which is just suppressing the symptom without going to the upstream, which is devastating right. to hear that that's, that's happening. So, and I know, uh, I know some of your story is actually included in your book. Have you announced your book before? Have no, you mentioned no. it ever? <laughs> oh, look, there it is. Funny that you would bring that up there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, yes. There's a book now. Um, I am not, I need to preface this. I am not a writer. But I did put together, finally, after the uh, pushing from, uh, mostly from Brandon, um, put together most of most of what's in my brain relative to mold, and and it's in a book now. So we hold that up. Yeah, hold that up. Um, it's this, nice because it's small and yeah. easy to read. This is we we at least I personally, I, I think both of us try to avoid doing any plugs on this podcast this just happened to turn out to be more pluggy than normal but but really the point is i appreciate what you said tom because i really do think you know i spend pretty much 40 hours a week with mike on on some weeks and 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 everyone around here and, and i think the real goal is to help people feel better mm -hmm. and 
I mean, that's, I, you know, even you, now you're, you've dedicated your life kind of mm-hmm. to helping people with mold and, and the coaching that you do. And in fact, if people want to want to use you or have you be their coach, is oh, that? Yeah. Through the Pompa program. Yeah. They just go through the Pompa yep, program. Yep. I mean, they can reach out anyhow to me and I can set them up. So, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, the book, can I, can I put a plug in for the book? Sure. Yes, please. Sure. You'll be, be the first or the last. Yeah. Ever did it, but yes. <laughs> Buy the book because the like I've spent Mike, your time and Jeremy and Tony, you're you you are so giving. Like you've got 170 license holders, close yes. to 170. Uh-huh. I, I can't under, I can't fathom how busy you are, but you have given me so much time um in my journey of learning the process and you know, individually learning that doing air testing is fraught with, you know, it's just a tool, like you say, it's not accurate. But for me to learn that and you explaining to me like you're doing it for the first time, even though you've done it hundreds of thousands of times, you know, if I'd have read that book, it would have explained every question I ever asked you. So it is a brilliant book. Um, Thank you. As, as are these podcasts, like I... I sort of stick them on repeat when I'm driving. <laughs> Sometimes the odd one to play four times <laughs> instead of going to a new one, but it is an excellent book. Um, can I also say this, that um, we, we um, like the, the best mild doctors in, in the world, I, I've met, you know, I've met a few, especially the Australian mm-hmm. ones, um, and, you know, they admit they don't have a solution for people. They know how to get the mold out of them, but they don't know how to fix their homes. Yeah. And we've actually, we treated Dr. Um, Sandeep Gupta's house for him as a trial for him. And that was successful. So, yeah. um, that's, that's a great, a great thing. Yeah. A really great thing. And Jeff Wright talks of the same. Dr. Pompey uses you guys. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause I mean, as the whatever the verse in the Bible or the part of the Bible that says, if you find mold, you have to right. take the materials to the dirty place. Is to it? The, uh, to the, um, the unseen, unseen place. Unseen, unclean. Anyway, yeah. Unclean place. Or yeah. burn it unclean down. Place, yeah. yeah. And Basically so, take it to the, uh, the tip. Yeah. The tip or the city dump. The yeah. dump. Yeah. yeah. We call it the tip. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So. Um, anyway, I was, I was yeah. and I, while we we're here, I wanted to come up with, we wanted to brainstorm how to make the helps me test Mike. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're close on that. We're, we're very close on that. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be not only a test, but it's gonna have a Red Bull and some some Melaleuca vitamins with it. Uh, hey, Jeremy, tell them how I was. You invited me to the football and bought me a ticket, and I never made it. Come. <laughs> I went on a six-hour mountain bike ride up in Park City. And I was having so much fun. I'm glad you called it football because football. You guys call football soccer yeah i invited yeah. tom to his first american football game and and he stood me up for a, a nice bike ride outside so did they, I, did they lose that game no, they won oh yeah. okay yeah. all right someone won Somebody won. <laughs> in winter we'll go to one <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll go be back again. to go we're coming back to ski yeah i know you guys are coming back yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm gonna take tony skiing <laughs> okay we're gonna watch that <laughs> yeah actually uh, tony used to ski when she was young yeah. she can ski yeah, yeah. I think. So. Yeah, you're leaving in a few days, but you'll have to come back. Thanks for coming, Tom. Yeah, we, we love you. Thanks for being yeah. part of the team. And 
Thank Honestly, you. if anyone else is listening, based on your comments, Tom, I mean, it is a it's a group effort. If someone wants to get involved, I mean, there's there's so many ways to get involved. Obviously, you're kind of a health coach, and now you're doing kind of some of the remediation side of things. There's there's so much more that needs to be done. And uh, mm-hmm. if you guys want to reach out to us, we'd be happy to help plug you in somehow into this journey that we're all kind of discovering together. So. Yeah. Anyway, I want to thank Nez. Oh, yeah. Thank Nez on the other side of the glass. Thanks, thanks Nez. Nez for producing this. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Nez and Tom. Come back again. Thanks. Yeah. And we'll see you when we see you. Excellent. Thanks, you guys. Thank so, you. so good to be with you. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Mold Matters podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more in depth information on mold illness and recovery.